G'day punters, welcome to this week's episode of Brett with Bet with Brilliant, sorry I should say. It's the preview podcast for All Age Stakes Day at uh, Royal Randwick, sort of the last day of the Sydney Carnival. As always, joined by Jared Fisher, the uh, writer and analyst for Brilliant Racing. Fisher, how you doing, mate? Good, Jack. Going well, mate. Yeah, day two of the championships on the weekend went by and it's a cracking day up there, so looking forward to the last day of the Carnival this weekend, but... Yeah, going well, mate. That's the way. And for anyone, just off the top, uh, before we get started, I mean, there's a couple of things to get through. Um, Fish, you've started a, a website there for your own racing page. Tell us a little bit about that for the punters. Yeah, mate, just got a bit of a personal venture going on called uh, JJJ Racing. I started in um, late November and just today released a website. So, yeah, punters can go on and um, have a follow and look at my tips, free tips and... Yeah, just uh, enjoying the journey, loving the loving the sport. So just want to keep growing, really. So yeah, back and winners, having fun, having a fill up. So uh, Triple J Racing, there, punters. If you want to go and have a look, uh, Fish is an absolute special. The tip six on a Wednesday at Warwick Farm. So that's what you want to get around. Uh, before we get into it, Fish, mate, this could be a really awkward one for the punters that don't know. This podcast could be tense because I am an absolute diehard Bronco supporter and. You're wearing that oil rag of a Eels jersey and we're facing off on Friday night. So this could be really tense for the punters. I'm not sure how this is going to go, mate. Yeah, well, I was just going to say to you, I, thought, I think it might be a short podcast this week. It'll just be one tip. Sevo first try in the Eels 13 plus and <laughs> punters can have a fill up and that'll be night out. Is it a bank west? Because that'll that's a chance of paying. No, nah, we're going to actually give you guys a chance. We've moved it up to Darwin for you. but Oh, that's right. It's be Darwin. Here. The Darwin game, we're paying four bucks. That's four bucks. That's overs. We nearly beat Penrith. Um, Should be paying 44 bucks, mate. Still wouldn't oh, get on. Well, come on. Give us a break. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into it, mate, because we'll start with, uh, like you said, day two of the championships was a massive day. Start with star performer. Who have you got? My star performer was Wild Ruler in the Arrowfield Sprint. Um, he was three wide the journey. Toughed it out just to beat Isotope, who was also very lucky. But um, I think the biggest thing was Wild Rule is a good track performer and it certainly wasn't a good track on the weekend. So to be three wide and get the job done there, uh, that was my big tick. And he's four from four from Randwick now. So, yeah, I gave Wild Rule the star performer. What about yourself? I'll get to that in a sec because uh, I think I had Isotope as one of my best of the day and a few people after the race have given, uh, I believe it was Ryan Maloney that was riding, uh, isotope giving him a clip for the ride there. Uh, my star performer made his hungry heart. She's won three on the trot. She won the the far lap. Uh, Chris Waller got her into form there. That's a, and I think I mentioned this in the review pod a while ago, but that is a massive springboard for Waller Phillies. It may as well just be the, the Chris Waller Phillies uh, stakes, but uh, then went on to win the Viner in and obviously uh, won on the weekend. Uh I think she set a platform to go on and contest some really good group races in the spring. Um, once they got to sort of inside the 200 metres, I don't think she was ever going to be beaten. It was a bit of a sit and sprint, but she was mine for the day. What about right of the day, mate? Who are you giving that to? Right of the day, I gave it to um, Ronnie Stewart in the Sydney Cup on Salino. I just thought it was a bit peach of a ride. He um, pushed the button earlier around the bend and kicked away a few lengths to get in front. And just the way that the track was playing, I think that was the perfect play because he just sort of got in front and some of the good horses were trying to chase him down. But 
never got there and it was a great win on a big odds horse. So, yeah, Ronnie Stewart, the Queenslander, I believe he's from. So, uh, yeah, Ronnie was my ride of the day. What about yourself? I've actually I've gone with Ronnie Stewart as well. It was a brilliant story for anyone that wasn't watching on uh, Seven Horse Racing or, or uh, yeah, it was yeah, Seven Horse Racing, the, the telecast that they had. Uh, he was an apprentice at Royal Randwick for uh, Chris Waller. Um, he's written group winners overseas, uh, but obviously based out of Brisbane and, and Queensland at the moment. Um, I think Waller told the story that when he told Connections that he booked Ron Stewart to ride, they said, oh, who's that? Like, I had no idea who he was. And Chris Waller said, don't worry. If you don't know who he is, go and double your bet and you'll be fine. So I, I totally agree. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, but I was up at the um, I was up in the mounting yard on Saturday, and I was looking at all the horses come around, and I was looking at Ronnie Stewart going, and I looked around asking people, "Who's this bloke? I've never <laughs> seen him before." And he even said to me, "Mate, have you heard of this bloke? Oh, who's who's this bloke?" We sort of you know laughed it off and went out there and watched the race, and then sure enough, mm. here he was winning the Sydney Cup, and I just thought, "Yeah, unbelievable!" So it's good effort by him. Oh, it turns out he's not bad. Just won the Sydney Cup. Yeah, that's <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm with you, mate. Salino was dead set, nearly pulling his arms out of his sockets there for half the race. I thought it was an incredible ride. Um, so I agree with you there. We'll look forward to this weekend, mate, because we're going to cover the the Frank Packer. We're going to cover the JRA, the Hallmark Stakes, uh, the Champagne for the two year olds, and then we'll get into the All Age. So. Uh, like you said, we're back at Royal Randwick. The, the rail's out six metres to the 1,000-metre mark, and then I think it's four metres out for the rest of the track, a good four. I think that's, that's uh, I believe, where the rail is. We'll go to the weatherman fish. Uh, what are we expecting for the weekend, mate? The, the forecast looks pretty clear. Yeah, mate, no rain predicted once again. So, look, last weekend we got a supposed good four. Rolls up at the track and watching on the big screen, it was definitely a soft five or six, so... Look, it should be a good four on Saturday, but lots of people aren't putting any trust into the track staff and racing New South Wales at the moment, so that'll be up to you. But hopefully they don't put any rain, well, don't put any water on the track Saturday, uh, Friday night this week, and hopefully we do get a good track to finish the carnival off. Well, Dave's not running on Saturday, mate, so William Haggis won't be out there putting the sprinklers on to make sure it's nice and soft for his uh, star import. So I think we will be on the good there. Uh, betting strategy for Saturday, Fish, have you got anything have you got any way that you're looking at the, the weekend going into what you sort of said on a certain pattern of racing or anything like that yeah look last week was a little bit funny because i sort of definitely thought i played a bit of leader bias at the start and then later on in the day the leaders were coming that far off the fence that it was kind of hard to work out so um this week the rail's going out a bit further and i'm leaning towards a bit of a slight leader bias again here but i'm not too sure i haven't really put any of that into my thoughts i'm just trying to pick the best best horses in each race this week and hopefully it plays fair. What about yourself? You got a bit of a strategy? Yeah, I do. And it's kind of against what you just said. I, I think that obviously the market's identified in all these races, the best horses in the field, but they all look to be past their grand finals. And, and some of these look to be afterthoughts in races. That's sort of the angle I'm taking for the weekend. Uh, horses that have actually been set for these races. So uh, that's where I'm looking, mate. I'm hoping to get a bit of cash for the punters there. We'll get it kicked off because it is the Frank Packer plate. This one's for the three-year-olds over 2,000 metres. And I'll just get it sorted here. Sorry, punters. Uh, Favourite at the moment. Oh, he was $2 before. Favourite at the moment is Lions Raw. Second line of betting is High Supremacy. It's 360. 
Quayquay's there at 370, and then it's a massive jump to 35 for Achiever and much longer the rest. Go through a speed map, and you're on top as fish. What have you got? Yeah, mate, there's plenty of pace here. There's uh, lots of on-pace horses. Oh, really, it looks to be only two that aren't on-pace horses. So barrier three, it looks like the Hawks, Ruffy, Santa Deal will take the lead. And then you got Call Me Artie, Quay Quay, Achiever, Lions Raw that are in that order going to come across as well. So it's going to be a few tactics involved there for sure in terms of where they where they take off. But I landed on high supremacy on top. Um, I'm not going to jockey bash anyone, but he was given absolutely no chance last start around making the carbine stakes. J-Mac just persisted on being on the inside and unfortunately the run didn't come at all. So that's a complete forgive. I think the step up 2000 looks perfect and hopefully it's going to be a bit of redemption time here for J-Mac. I've actually got, um, as a roughie, I'm looking at this Santa deal, which is $81 now. So people are probably thinking, what, what the hell is he going on about? But you have to go back to November to see his only run on a good track. He comes second in a trial to Overlord. Since then, the Hawks have raced him in two starts on soft. He won a 2000 recently with 59 kilos and just his second start. And I just think this is just what the Hawks do perfectly. They place their horses in races. I mean, it just blows me out that they've placed Sanadale in this race. But I think if he handles a good track, I think that he could just be well over the odds here. But other than that, the obvious would be Lions Raw. But yeah, I'll be having to play on high supremacy in this race. What about yourself? Actually, totally agree, mate. Like I said uh, a few moments ago, Lions Raw, Quakeway, they're the two best horses in the race, but I don't think they're the two best set to win this one. High Supremacy did see no clear air in the straight and was absolutely bolting last start. When he got the clear air, he just savaged the line. Um, so I agree with you there. I'll actually stick up for Achiever. Uh, last prep, he led uh, Love Tap over 2,000 metres, who's uh, quite a quick horse out of the gate. So... Uh, that would have taken a bit out of Achiever. Uh, looks to get a better run uh, in this race. Sort of quickened from the around the 800 and the 600 metre mark last start and then hit a flat spot. So that might suggest that, uh, that Achiever's looking for the 2,000 that could run a cheeky race at some odds there. But yeah, I'm going with high supremacy on top here as well, mate. Seeing it very evenly early, which is exciting. Yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can kick off punters to a good winning start there. But yeah. Certainly a frustrating watch if you backed him last start like I did, but as we know in racing, they always get another chance. And as much as we might have hated J-Mac that day, you can get the job done for us this week. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't had a bet in that race, but I was watching it thinking, geez, he's stiff here, like he's bolting. So we'll move on, punters, because uh, race four is the JRA plates uh, over the 2,000 metres again. Uh, favourite at the moment is Zaki for Annabelle Newsham, and it's J-Mac there as well. Second line of betting is Anton at 440. <laughs> Hangman uh, from the Great Victorian, four lines is at 750. Polygrade, 850. Then it's double figures for the likes of Paths of Glory, Zerik, uh, Attention Run, Grey Lion, and Carath. Uh, go through a speed map here, Fish, and and having a look, Wugok and Anton will definitely go forward. Uh, where do you think the rest will settle, mate? Yeah, those two will definitely go forward. And um, like I said before, I think there's going to be a lot of pace in this one as well. Um, plenty of just buying the pace horses in there. Pass the glory and Polly Gray got the inside draw. So they're probably the ones that will land in behind. Um, then you've got likes of attention run trying to go forward, Cariff. And then I think the other runners, Grey Lion, Hangman, and that'll have to take a bit of a sit at the back. Um, on top, I've got Antonte. 
from the Wardhouse stable. Uh, loves the 2,000 metres. Two wins and two minor placings from five. He's got the tricky draw being um, coming out of barrier eight there. Going to be the leader that's wider than Wugoff, but he'll get out in front. And I just liked his race um, last start. I think it was on the 3rd of April, maybe, where he split shared ambition and master of wine. Uh, I feel like he might not give up the lead today like he did that day. He gave it up a shared ambition and unfortunately couldn't um, couldn't wind him back down. But, yeah, I just think he's ready to go in this race. Good odds. And then um, my danger, once again, found a bit of value. Great line. Um, I thought for Hugh Bowman, first up over the 1,500, which is very much short of his best. He had the quickest last 200 home. So really no one would have backed him that day to win a 1,500. But... He steps out to 2,000 metres now, and he improves sharply second up. Good track suit. So, yeah, I'll be having to play on Entente and probably an each way on grey line. What about you, mate? Uh, wouldn't be a bet with Brilliance podcast if I didn't come and stick up for, for some Victorian warm lines. I've got Hangman on top here. Uh, Bossy goes on after winning the Easter Cup. Now, I'll rattle off. I mean, that uh, is a group three, and he beat home... Persan and Mahamadeus. Mahamadeus has since come out and won at Caulfield again. Uh, Persan, as we know, last last year was absolutely airborne on the way to a Melbourne Cup. Won the Yarra Valley Cup before that, beating home Skyman, who's been in really good form. And then you go a couple of starts further back and deadheaded with Defibrillate, which uh, on the day was heartbreaking for me because I backed the truck up on Defibrillate. Um, loves a dry deck in the 2,000 metres. His racing pattern's really going to suit this race. Uh, looks to be a bit of pace in it, obviously, and he'll just get carted into it nicely and then let down down the outside. He's gone anti-clockwise, uh, uh, sorry, clockwise once and and run second, so it's no stranger to him. Uh, I reckon he can run a massive race at at least each way odds you might get, uh, because I'm thinking that they might be coming for the likes of uh, Zaki and Nantom, which is fine because the more money, the better for me. Couldn't really make yeah, a case. Couldn't really make a case for anything else in this race. Saki's run was a very um, bit of an eye catcher there in the Doncaster. So if he improves second up, um, could be in for a bit of a result there. But I think it's just a bit too short for me. Um, so yeah, but anyway, another interesting race. Yeah, interesting to note that he SP'd at 60s and 70s last start, Zaki. So then you have to take $2.60 the next start. You. I don't know. That's a bit weird for me. I couldn't quite get around that. And then I think when I went and had a look at his form, it's over. Um, it's sort of around the, the the mile mark. It wasn't. Uh, there was a couple of times he sort of got out to two thousand, but it looked like his better form was around the mile. So I just really didn't know what to do with him. I'm happy to let him go around at two sixty and hopefully watch Hangman pull his pants down in the straight. Yeah, for sure. The only other tick there for him is um, Annabelle Nisham. She's in. Um, great form, so that's probably another bit of a market push there. And um, I believe he's an overseas horse. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, he's probably got his chance, but he's too short for us, yeah. Yeah, Pom Horse, he's running, I think he ran in a Hong Kong mile as well and things like that. So um, definitely stronger races than these doesn't necessarily suggest his best set to win it, like we said. We'll move on, Fish, because this is a good little race, I reckon, this one. The Hallmark Stakes over 1,200 metres. Uh, let me get some clarification here, punters, because 11-11 coming out of the... Was it coming out of the Everest? Did you favourite at 360? Yeah, running in a... Sorry, TJ. 
Yeah, what, am I, what am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> Senor Fox coming off a last start win at five fifty. Uh, Victorum at six dollars fifty. Rohera and seven fifty. Eight dollars for Splintex, and then it's double figures. Deprive, Easy Eddie, uh, Rainier, and Outback Barbie. Uh, having a look at the speed map, Fish uh, Splintex will definitely go forward, and eleven eleven will be on the pace. What else is going to happen in there? Yeah, those two will come over from the widest barriers and um, try and hit the lead. Easy Eddie will shoot through the middle, be up there as well. Outback Barbie's got the gun drawing barrier. Well, it'll be barrier two now, I believe. So um, he'll be shooting out there, and the other horses will take a seat. Um, I've, I've taken Rohir and from the Godolphin Stable to win this. Um, I'm a big fan. He needs races to go a certain way for him to win. He needs a lot of pace in the race. Um, he needs a no inside lane bias because he's one of them horses that sort of scoots down the outside and charges late, sit sprint type horse. Um, but I think there is enough pace here if um, Splint X 11 11 and Easy Eddie go around. Ultimate gear change with Jamie Carr first time. And he's had three wins on the Randwick truck. So that's another big tick. And as you stated before, my danger is 11 11. Greg Hickman, his, his effort in the TJ Smith was fantastic. He was obviously outclassed by the, you know, nature strips and those type of horses, but, and it says that he got beat by seven lengths, but you just disregard that because nature strip and mass crusade were well out in front of the rest. Keegan Latham's in good form. So yeah, this is a massive drop in grade. And I think if he races like he did that day, um, he'll be in the finish, but I'm going to have Jamie Carr on top. Which way did you see it? Fairly similarly. My danger is actually right here. I mean, uh, Savage the line last start um, there in the Star Kingdom. Uh, so, yeah, I got him as the, the danger. I, the rail was on fire that day at Rose Hill, as we know. So I think he could definitely flash down the outside. I know that obviously the, the jockey change there is one that we love on the pod. But I've got Victorum on top. Loves the track, loves the trip and, and loves a good deck. Uh, trialled up on, I think it was a heavy eight or something like that, punters. I'm just double checking that here because the information is somewhere. Um yeah, trialled up on a heavy eight, beaten home uh, for Seeker, who came out and won the last at uh, Randwick last week. Uh, also beat home Southern legend Kementari or Katmentari, as some like to call him. And then obviously uh, Rainier, who's in this race, he's going to get a good run in the race, a couple of lengths in front of Raheran. So um, I definitely understand the, the case that you're making for Raheran. Like I'm right there with you, but. I just wonder if he can't quite get that map pattern that it'll be uh, Victorum who's a bit uh, closer up on the pace and, and running much better through the line. Yeah, one thing I will note too is um, the last day, of, well, before the carnival, the last day at Rose Hill there, Signore Foxy, if you're a fan of him, he paraded like an absolute champion that day. Was I've never seen him parade that good and he was first up and he went from eight, eights into fives just after the parade. And he absolutely bowled at home. So if he's as good as what he's coming back like he did then, I, I haven't tipped him on top, obviously. But if he parades like he did that day and runs like he did that day, he'll be extremely hard to beat. And they're giving us 550 again. So he might be a bit of a market watch. But yeah, it's a pretty, um, you could probably pick a few horses here on top, I guess. Yeah, I think you could. I think the one reason I steered away from uh, Senor Fox and it was without the knowledge of what you've just said about how he paraded but I thought he was sort of flattered by the the track bias and the run that he got at Rose Hill that day so that was why I sort of steered away but um, another good parade like you said 
uh, maybe a bit of a market move and one for the punters to keep an eye on. We'll move forward, Fish, because this is the first group one on the card. And gee whiz, I reckon there's some value in this. I'm really looking forward to it. It's the Champagne Stakes, 1,600 metres, the two-year-olds. Favourite at the moment is one of yours, Halal, at $3.50. Captivant's there at $4, $6 for Converge, last start winner, I believe. Uh, Gin Martini's at double figures, $11. Queen of Wizardry. Uh, Maurice is me dad at 19s with a, with a Carter. And then it's sort of uh, longer the rest. A uh, bit of a speed map here, Fish. Maurice is me dad's definitely going to go forward. So is Converge from low draws. Uh, then it's a lot of back markers here. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Maurice is me dad and Converge raced last week and they did exactly that. Took off and challenged each other. So... Uh, Wolfburn's another one. He had a barrier five. We'll be straight up there on the pace as well. And then, like you said, the rest like to take a seat. So the big thing for me in this race is I like a few back markers, but the thing is, um, you never know. Maurice is me dad and converge on the quick back on the seven day backup. If those two come out, well then, you know, that changes everything completely. So I've got my fingers crossed that the three leaders stay in the race and go hard at each other. I don't think you'll be surprised to hear that I've tipped Halal on top. No, um, I've, loved, I've, loved him, I've loved him since the start, and I think he should have had a big win to his name already. This preparation, but the way that he races, he'll be suited here if these leaders don't come out. Um, he'll be quiet. He'll take a seat from that um, draw, and with in a sixteen hundred meter race, I think the way that he races might be suited here because I think a couple of these might tire late. Uh, that's the only reason, and we all know that he's got a a good sprint on him. Plus, he gets Tommy Berry back on, so. I'm stoked about that. Um, Medanger is another back marker who I think will probably park himself next to Halal, and that's Captivant. Um, he's got a tricky draw in barrier one with the leaders coming coming out from next to him. But um, like I said, if, it, if, it, if, it, if there's no leader boys playing here and these leaders don't come out, I think Captivant's looked like a 1,400 or 1,600 metre race since he started racing. So I'm pretty keen on both of them too. And the other one at good odds... Jim Martini is absolutely crying out for the 1600. So they're the three I like here, but I'll definitely be on Halal and Tommy Berry. How about yourself, mate? Oh, I'm I'm going to go against you fairly hard. And, and the reason for that is I think that Halal, Captivon, and then even the likes of Queen of Rizadry are sort of past their grand finals. So um, looking like afterthoughts, especially with the weakness of this race, I mean, um, Animo was expected to to come towards a champagne and would have been a 99-cent favourite. So um, sort of steering away from that, I've gone the longer end of the market fish and I'm really glad that I've been able to find this horse on top because as soon as I saw its name pop up in the form guide, I thought I'd love to find that on top one day. Uh, I'll go with Maurice as my dad. I thought it was a brilliant run last start over 1,600 metres, uh, been beaten by Converge. I think he'll improve off of that run uh probably just found out by converge who had a bit better turn of foot uh at the top of the straight so i don't think that run was uh, anything to be ashamed of maps a lot better here off of that run as well because it was wide in that field had to come over and across and, and get the lead so uh rachel king's got a great relationship with the horse has already run on it uh, one on on him before so uh, the genuine dry deck's going to help as well. It was in that soft five or six last week, we think. So um, I think that's something else that you can forgive him for. 
Danger's Daily Bugle, uh, a horse that I didn't really want to find. And uh, since he's won in winning the, uh, I think it was the Mornington Size or something like that, over fifteen hundred meters, where I had a dollar eighty pop go down. Um, sort of didn't wasn't in his camp, but I am now. Didn't appreciate the soft ground last start and, and wasn't sharp enough for the, the 1,400 metres. Matched to get a better run here where he'll sort of sit midfield or just behind it and, and let loose down the down the outside of the field, hopefully. I think it, uh, what, around the $30 mark is definitely each way odds. You can uh, probably watch him run a cheeky race on Saturday. Um, so I'm going with two longer ones. I think Maurice's my dad could, could prove very hard to beat having a second crack at the 1,600 metres and, and Daily Bugle, uh, will only love the 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 dry deck and and the sixteen hundred as well. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I had Maurice's be done on top last weekend. Uh, like you said, got beat by Converge. But another another thing to say there is, I think Maurice's be done needs a good track, uh, which is we're going to get this weekend. We'd hope. Um, that my other concern with him is, I think it's his fifth start in about seven or eight weeks, which is which is quite a few races in short space of time for a two year old. I think, and I just think simply the class of Halal and Captain Vine is a level above the others. Converge has proven to be a good horse, but yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Maurice's me dad from that draw gets a gun run and, and could pull something off. And then, yeah, like I said, um, Jean Martini's flown from well back her last two starts. She's in nicely with 54 and a half being a filly, and you just have to, you'd have to say that an extra 200 metres is perfect for her, so it's a it's a great group group one to tell you the truth. I'm looking forward to it. I love these two year old races. They're um very open, and you just never know what's going to happen, especially now that Animo's come out. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, definitely very open. So good luck to the punters there on Saturday. We'll move ahead, mate, because I reckon we could talk about this race for days on end. It's the All Age Stakes Group One. Wait for age over fourteen hundred meters. Favorite at the moment is your boy Mars Crusader at two dollars ninety. Uh, Seven dollars for Savadiano. Uh, then it's double figures for our Doncaster Mile winner, Cascadian. Uh, Colding and Tagaloa are there at $11. Dreamforce at 13 Zutori coming off a massive run in the TJ and before that winning the New Market Handicap at $16. Uh, I am Superman, the Rose Hill 1,500-metre specialist is at $18. Imaging, 19 Prague had a massive run last start uh, at $21. And longer the ref, Kementari, 50 stars. That's a weird placing. And Peltzer. Uh, looking at the speed map here, Fish, uh, Dreamforce will have to go forward uh, from 13 and, and from gate 8, Peltzer will be pretty prominent as well. Uh, how do you see the rest of it playing out, mate? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, you've got Savadiano and Peltzer and Tagaloa, that middle group that will shoot through. And then, yeah, Dreamforce is going to have to go wild from there from the 1,400-metre shoot at Ramwick. Um, yeah, the other horses, little pack there at, at the back, Kementari, Imaging, Prague, and Mars Crusader. We all know what Mars Crusader is going to do. He's going to take a complete seat and park himself at the back. And then, um, yeah, I think Colding and I Am Superman will try and shoot through. I Am Superman was scratched from the Doncaster for a good track. So I think he puts himself into this race. Um, once again, no secrets on who I've tipped on top here. <laughs> the Crusader and Tommy Berry Bromance is back. And so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, he, he had the eye-catching run of the day in the TJ Smith. If he did miss the jump that day, I'm sure he would have won the race. Um, 1,400 is obviously a question mark, but 
there's nothing there's nothing you can do to convince me to go otherwise here because he's absolutely flying and he deserves this win. Um, hopefully Tommy Berry does a good job because we've all seen how cranky the Hawks get when Mars Crusader doesn't get the job done after that TJ. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it often have a good handle on this race. Um, number of chances, but the other other one that I leaned to was um Sabatiano, Hugh Bowman on. Um, they're bringing her into this race on the fresher side of things, which is after she won the Group 1 Canterbury Stakes, which is great because she's got a super first-start record. I think six wins from nine starts or something like that. She's yep. drawn very well. She's um, one of the only leaders in the race. So, And and also, she absolutely loves Rambic. So, no doubt she'll be ready to go. But, um, yeah, chips in on Mask Crusader for me here. You seen it a bit differently? I am. And before I get into my uh, selections, do you hold any concern over Mars Crusader being able to run a strong 1,400 metres just because he savaged the line over 12. And there's some, some judges out there saying that it doesn't mean he'll run out the 14. Do you, You're expecting him to, obviously. You don't see it being any issue at all. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of a slight concern there. And um, I think the way that he's been racing this preparation, he seems like he's a much more relaxed horse. Last prep, there's no way in the world that I'd give him any shot at 1,400. I think he's been jumping quite slowly these last few runs, and I think that Tommy Berry's got enough of a relationship there that he'll be able to relax the horse. I think he's shown this prep that he can relax. He had a great run in the Canterbury Stakes he was charging, and that was 1,300. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving him every chance here over the 1,400 to run the trip, and I just hope he runs as good as he has been um, in the last few efforts. But, yeah, no, no concern for me. Well, I'll get to my on toppers then, mate, because uh, I'll start with... Uh, my best for the, the race could almost be my best for the day at $11. I think Tagaloa is uh, really well placed here at 1,400 metres. Uh, had a couple of runs clockwise, got a second place in the fun and in the tournament as a two-year-old. So I don't think uh, going the Sydney way will be any issue. Loves a good deck. Uh, obviously won one from two at the distance, uh, most notably being the, the CS Hayes where and a massive race there at Flemington. Uh, trialed really well at and wasn't pushed along, but worked really well through the gears. Camps declared this race a target. They said that this was the plan all along. And uh, Listening to Moody on the mic, a podcast that goes through Spotify, if you don't listen to that one, punters, I'd recommend go and have a listen because Moody's throw around that if he wins this, it could be his last start and he's off to be a, uh, off, to, off to the paddock and um, that'll be him done. So I think that's a pretty interesting angle. Uh, Maps to get a great run on the pace. The faster they go, the better for him. He absolutely loves brutal uh, brutal tempos and, and fast run races. So I think he could really be in the finish there. I'll go back to an old boyfriend of mine for the dangerous Calding. Loves the track and trip and a good death. Clearly didn't enjoy the soft six and seven, his last two starts. Maps to get a really good run on the pace like Tagaloa does. Uh a horse that just pops up in races like these, uh, Calding is. So uh, I'll go with Calding. There is my second. Uh, but like I said, I think Tagaloa could nearly be my best of the day. So uh, we'll go with Tagaloa on top. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think we're getting um, $10 about Calding based on his preparation where he's only raced on, a, on rain-affected tracks, you know? So he's, he ran quite well at the start of his preparation on some wet tracks, which he has no form on at all. So... Yeah, I think, well, I think $10 is quite generous for Colding, and he's got the good draw. 
Yeah, I think you can make a really strong case that the market is is wrong on this race. Mars Crusaders, uh, what, never run at 1,400 metres or had one run at, at 1,400 metres, something, yeah, one run at 1,400 metres. Uh, Cascadian's only in the market, I think, because of the car factor and that Doncaster mile win. I can't see him winning this race, uh, stepping back to 1,400 metres. Um, I think Savadiano could probably be shorter in the market at, at $7. Uh, she had a really good win, like you said, uh, in the Canterbury Stakes. I mean, she beat Mars Crusader bivouac home that day so um that's a pretty good form line and has won three times at, at 1400 meters absolutely loves the the track and trip so you could make a case that the market's completely wrong and probably factoring in the wrong things and and i'll agree with you that for colding it's definitely those two runs in the uh, what was it the george Ryder and the chipping norton where uh where is the socks soft six and seven and i mean have a look at who's run in front of him. Very elegant, Colette, Avilius. Um, so it's a pretty good honour roll to be beaten by those. I'd love to have a horse that's been beaten by by those three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this race, what you need to do in this race is have a good look at what's happening on the day because, you know, if horses aren't getting on from the back, you know, you're going to be on the likes of Savadiano, Tagalola, like you said, maybe even Pelter, despite the fact that he likes a wet track. And then again, if they're coming around the outside, then you're probably going to look at the likes of Mars Crusader and Imaging and Prague and horses like that. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good look at what's happening with the track before you make a decision here. Because if they're running up, if they're running on, I'm chips in on Mars Crusader. If they're not, I'm going to be diving in somewhere else. So yeah, but looking forward to it. It's another cracking race and it's a good race to finish off the carnival. Yeah, totally agree. Like I said, we could talk about this all night. I'll make a case for one more horse, and that's Zutori. Uh, ran fourth in that TJ behind, obviously, Nature Strip, Mars Crusader, and Eduardo. Before that, uh, won the new market. Has won once over 1,400 metres. Loves good deck. Uh, three starts going clockwise is probably a concern, but he's definitely a different horse this prep. Uh, I wouldn't talk anyone out of going each way on Zutori because he's going to get an absolute suck run from gate two. So... Uh, I reckon he's in uh, pretty well at the weights, considering he was just a, a few lengths off Nature Strip and, and Mars Crusader last start. So, uh, like I said, we could talk about it all night, but uh, but we'll stop boring the punters there. Who have you got for your best of the day fish? Best, next best, and, and a bit of value. What have you got? Oh, my best for the day is Mars Crusader. Just got to be fingers crossed that we can get three bucks there. Um, pretty keen to get that. I think my second best is going to be high supremacy. I just really want to see what that horse can do when he gets out in a bit of space and up to 2,000 metres. That's in the Frank Packer plate. Uh, Mars Crusader was in the all-aged. And my value bet of the day is um, race four, which is the JRA plate over 2,000. Grey Lion, 35 bucks. I think Grey Lion's a great each-way play there, but those are the three ways I'm going, and I'll just have 100 on Mars Crusader, $2.90. What about you? Uh I did, I did say that Tagalower would nearly be my best of the day, but I'll make him my next best. I'll make my best uh, hangman in the JRA plate. I reckon really well placed here by uh, Moroni. Getting bossy on board uh, is no disadvantage. And, and the horses that he's beaten to date uh, put him in really good stead to win this. 
So I'll go Hangman best of the day. Next best, I'll make it Tagaloa. Um, I think this is a genuine grand final. Uh, if the, the whispers are true that this is his last start before going off to stud, then, then you'd suggest that this is going to be a big race for him. Uh, best value... I'll make it Maurice's me dad. I'd be surprised if Maurice's me dad didn't run a place at least uh, if he didn't get the win in, in the champagne. So that's where I'll go. Have you got anything from out Whitefish? Uh, I know that uh, I was at least able to jag one last week with La Mexicana, who's continuing to be my number one girlfriend in racing circles. I was just about to say, the punters are going to be a massive fan of you on Saturday if you pull those together. Best bet $7.50 and your next best $10. Bucks. I like oh. it, mate. You want to play Get around it, punters. <laughs> I have got two horses at Caulfield, actually, that I'm I'm keen on. Uh, the first is a horse that I picked out from the trials um, for his debut, or sorry, her debut, I believe, at um, Canterbury, Billion Dollar Baby. She just looks a real looks the real deal out know, of the Snowden camp. So she's in, in race one. $3.60 is a bit short, considering it's the second star, but she's all class. So I'm happy to go hers. And then I'm um, chips in. Probably going to be one of my best bets in the day on my um, Triple J Racing website, Brooks Buyer. Chris Wall has um, taken her down to Caulfield, scratched her from a pretty good midweek race this week. Uh, Michael Walker on in race two, $3.10, so I'm chips in there. You got any winners, other winners for the punters? Bloody oath I do, mates. I'm going to go against you in the first because I reckon Gimme Parr is an absolute moral. I think she could be one of the best uh Best two-year-old fillies in Melbourne. She was heavily back first start in the talent dirt and only half a length off ingratiating. If that's not form, I don't know what is. Uh, I'll go forward to race four because Marabi is running with five legs at the moment. She's won her, her first three on the trot. Uh, wide draw might be a concern, um, but uh, jockey-trainer combination is absolutely no issue there and, and she's absolutely flying. Uh, another one to keep an eye on is the last. I think Pesto can run a really good race getting up to a mile. Savage the line last start over 1,400 metres when he was uh, was heavily backed there. The the English import, I believe, yeah. So uh, that's what uh, I'll give the punters early. I mean, uh, we'll get into it shortly. Our previews will be out on, on Saturday morning. But uh, I reckon Kimmy Parr's a moral in the first. So we're head-to-head there just like we are on Friday night. Uh, Marabi in the fourth and, and Pesto in the last. That's what I've got out wide, mate. Sounds good, mate. Um, I had a good look over Caulfield today and I was going to say to you, you finally got some good horses to have a look over again. Seems like there's some good quality coming back into the races down there after after um, a few quiet weeks, but it'll get better. It'll get better over the coming weeks as well. Vibus Gold Day, I was so excited. I thought, geez, I, I thought I'd found some real value and I mean, I declared Mr. Quickie, went and had another look at the race. I thought, Iconoclasm could pop up. These are the, the kinds of races he wins. And then who thought that Sosibon was actually going to lead a race and win? Um, so it was a really weird day there at Caulfield, but might be back to some normality punters. Uh, as I always say, Saturday morning, our previews will be out. Uh, yours for Randwick Fish, mine for Caulfield on what is... Uh, Anniversary Vase Day for the Thoroughbred, Thoroughbred Club. Uh, pretty good horses going around and some pretty strong form lines. So, uh, like I said, Saturday morning, those previews will be out. Uh, go and have a look at uh, Fisher's website, Triple J Racing, 
uh, for his tips there as well, if you like. Uh, punters, if you've got any feedback, definitely send it through because we want to hear it. But it never comes, Fish. I'm not sure why. We, uh, we're just tipping up a storm. Everyone's just listening, betting up, filling up. That's, that's what they do. More off you than me. I've, I've got this real problem where I'll pin the ears back on a Wednesday and tip four or five at Bendigo or something like that. And then I come into the pod with a head full of steam and I just get absolutely rissold on a Saturday. So I've got to fix that, haven't I? Oh, mate, nothing better than a Wednesday fill up, filling the account up before Saturday anyway. So hopefully you can keep doing that for punters. And then, yeah, I'm pretty confident we might find some this weekend, both of us. So it'd be good if everyone followed on. And also, uh, don't forget punters to get off to a flying start tomorrow night with the Sebo first try and Eels 13 plus. Oh, that'll no. be a great little, great little fill up. So that'll be a good start. Going from Sydney where it's borderline, what, 10 degrees or whatever it is down there to Darwin where it's going to be 75 and 87,000% humidity, is Parry going to be able to even cop it up there, mate? It's going to be more mate, Queensland weather than Sydney weather. Sebo's from Fiji. He's ready to go, mate. He'll get a couple of tries. <laughs> <there. laughs> be a problem. Won't be a, he'll, he'll be in a jumper. Won't be a problem. Yeah, that's oh. it. <laughs> Right, we're burning the midnight oil, mate, here. Uh, like I said, punters, uh, previews will be out on Saturday morning, so get stuck into those for all our best for the day. Uh, thank you again for joining me, Fish. Always great fun. Hope Parramatta gets belted on Friday night, mate, but uh, hopefully we have a bit of a fill-up over the weekend. That's it, mate. We'll be enemies tomorrow night, mates, again on Saturday, so looking forward to it. I'm not talking to tomorrow night. If you beat us, I'm, I'm off you. <laughs> no, I'll all still right. be, mate. All righty. Thanks again for listening, punters. Good luck on the weekend. Bet up, have a fill up, and we'll see you next week for next week's preview. Cheers, punters. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, mate.